All right, hello and welcome to the Onboard Technology for the Construction Industry Podcast. My name is Patrice Blier and I got my land surveyor degree at Laval University and I've been working with Tormont as a technology specialist for the last 15 years. And I'm happy today to talk about onboard technology with my colleague, Brian Davis. Hi, uh, Brian Davis here. I've uh, been with Tormont for just over 13 years. Uh, I grew up in the construction business in the, in the greater Toronto area. My family, we were an earthworks contractor for 58 years. My grandfather started the business and it's been in my blood for a long time. My dad and my uncle decided that they had enough and wanted to retire. I thought, you know what, it's time to do something different. And I got the opportunity to join Tormont at that time. And it's been a lot of fun and I really enjoy it here. And so, Patrice, thanks for inviting me on today. Welcome to the Building Tomorrow podcast, where we dig deep into the Eastern Canada construction industry. With Tormont Cat specialists, we discuss heavy equipment, industry trends, and challenges affecting your business. Brian, when we talk about onboard technology, what comes into your mind first? Great question. You know, you, you say onboard technology to nine out of 10 customers, and the first thing they look at you is they talk about grade control. I understand why, because really grade control was probably the first thing that came into, into the onboard technology space. I, I think back to my days, you know, running machines when I was a kid, uh, we didn't have any technology on board. And, and the first things that came along were rotating lasers, and we graded 2D just by rigging up a, a laser receiver on the blade and away you go. And then along came 3D machine control. And, and I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, wow. That's why I think everybody gravitates towards grade control. Definitely. So so the grade control technology does have two functionalities, right? One would be 2D and the other one would be 3D guidance. Yeah, absolutely. You've got your 2D, you know, for, for very simple designs. You got to be one meter below this flat ground. You, you bench on the ground, you put in one meter and you dig to one meter. It's, it's pretty simple. And then, you know, when you, when you get into more golf course design or, you know, more things where it's a lot more complicated, highway building, road building, that kind of stuff, where you have ditches and, and that's when you start looking at the 3D side. And it's pretty incredible what, uh, what we can do on machines. It's now. kind of funny because this morning I got a customer call to make a long story short, customer bought two machines from us in the last couple of years. And he said that now that he knows how technology works for him, he wouldn't go back to work without technology. Oh, I look at the stuff today, Patrice, and I think back when I was a kid, you know, sitting on my dad's knee when I was eight years old was the first time I got to see a bulldozer. But when I started working for my, for my family business, you know, we didn't have cabs. If you had a canopy, <laughs> you were lucky, you know, yeah. and you were hot in the summer, cold in the winter. Man, I'll tell you, first dozer we got with a cab on it, the guys used to fight each other to get in the cab. And I look at the machines today and wow, you know, you've got heated, cooled seats. You've got heated, Bluetooth, touchscreen, touchscreens. Touch yeah. You know, you, you can get satellite radio for crying out loud. You yeah, got definitely. A, you got you to gotta hook up for your phone so you can play your own music. <laughs> it's amazing. You know, you, you find certain operators push back. They find all kinds of reasons to, to say, no, 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 I don't need this. I don't need this. But if you can introduce it to an operator in the right setting and just put it into a simple application that they do every day, I've never seen them after that experience go, yeah, no, I don't want this. They want more. They want more, more, more. Like we always kind of joke, grade control is like the drug of the construction industry, right? Like, give me more, give me more. I want more. You know, it's 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 crazy. Definitely. And once the customer know about 2D grade control, they ask questions about 3D grade control. Exactly. The operator has basically the entire design right in front of them on the monitor. The operator knows exactly where they are in real time at all times. 
and how far they got to get to, you know, dig down to grade or fill up to grade or what they need to do. It's, it's such an empowering tool. It's, it's unbelievable to watch operators take off with it. It's, it's pretty good. So there's no more grade checker down the ditch. What I always say to the operator is grade control basically puts your grade person on the blade or on the bucket. And then, yeah, you don't need to sit there wondering where is that person? If you lose sight of them, are they in behind me? Are they beside me? Can I not see them? You know, you're not worried about that anymore because they're not there. And mm -hmm. I saw a customer one time a couple of years ago and they had purchased a, an excavator with a grade control system on it. And the operator was, uh, he was okay with it. He wasn't too crazy about it. And then he got into a situation where he was on a job site and the, and the ground conditions weren't very good. And he had to excavate to place a, a manhole structure in the ground. He was able to dig it out using the grade control and the inspector was there watching and saw what he was doing. And he was able to set that manhole in and backfill it. Mm -hmm. When I talked to him about it, he said it saved him probably almost a day because he would have had to dig basically an escape route for a grade person to get down there to check the grade because the sides weren't very stable. So he looked at that and, and after that moment, he started to really catch on to how this grade control worked and, and, and he started pushing it inside his company and they've bought more machines since and, and it's been pretty cool. Awesome. What, what can we say, Brad, about the accuracy of the 2D and the 3D grade control? Are we talking about half of an inch to an if inch? If it's done properly, you're looking with a, with a 2D system, very, very accurate within one to two centimeters. With 3D, you're relying more on the GPS signals and there's a little bit of uh, interference there. So you're, you know, we always talk about like golf ball accuracy. It's like plus or minus an inch, an inch and a bit. And honestly, I've seen GPS get down to almost millimeter accuracy on a motor grader. It's pretty amazing, but on the norm, you know, you're talking a couple of centimeters. Patrice, you've asked me quite a few questions here. What about your experience? You've been in the role for a long time. You know, you've seen a lot of things in your career. And, and I know you talked to me one time about, uh, I think it was Auto Route 50, was that right? Yeah, that was Auto Route 50. And when I started like like 15 years ago, uh, we went on the job site when a DeFi event with GPS system as a demo for a customer. And the operator didn't really quite like the idea of having machine control on his track type tractor because he's been operating tractor for like like 35 years or so. And what was cool about it, when the, the operator first sat in the machine, right, he realized that everywhere he went on the job site, he could tell everybody, all right, at that point here, I'm like three inches from final grade. He's so, like the quarterback now, right? He's the guy calling the plays. He's the guy saying, hey, here's where we are, guys. We need material here. We need to cut here. We need to fill over there. And he's the guy in charge. So it's an empowering tool, right? Definitely. We started with one machine. We equipped like three other track type tractors and two excavators. At the end of the project, they saved like two months worth of work because they had machine equipped with 3D grade control. Yeah, it's amazing the savings. A contractor doesn't realize it until they really get into it. And then they start to see exactly what it is they can do with this technology. And so you save on fuel, you save on passes. Well, and the one thing you save on, and that's what I always hated, was going back and doing it a second time. Yep. I used to get mad as heck at my guys when they screwed up. You know, they come to me and go, oh man, we're like 20 centimeters low over there. We got to haul a bunch of material in. Why? Well, because the great guy screwed up. Oh, awesome. Um, remind me to, you know, not have him back. But, you know, with machine control, it's in the cab, it's there. Yeah. It's it's incredible, the payback. A good customer here in Quebec, right? He pretends that he only uses, like, the best final grade operator of track type tractor. Oh, yeah, and, I've got those guys, too. And yeah, we kind of convinced them to try it. So we went on the job site that was, like, graded properly. <laughs> and uh, we pressed automatic. 
push some material on, on like 50 feet and the blaze was full loaded with material. So the customer couldn't believe it. He called his surveyor and he realized that it was too high by like half of an inch to an inch. Yep. You start translating that into tons of stone that you have to purchase and it starts to add up extremely fast. Definitely. This morning, the customer I was talking with, he mentioned also about how much he couldn't work without the payloads. Ah, another technology. Yes, sir. He said every time he has to fill a truck with material, he turned on his payload from his inboard computer, which is standard technology. And he knows exactly how much weight he put in his truck. And he told me that sometimes he has to argue with truck drivers, telling them that he can put another like three done in the truck. But it came out in excavators a few years ago. And honestly, I thought it was going to be huge. And I don't know if you you experienced the exact same as I did, but when it first came out, customers looked at me and went, eh, what do I care? I, just, I would never I use it. Never use it. I would I, never yeah. use it. I load the truck full and I send it out in the road. And I look at the guy and I go, do you know how much is in it? Nah, I don't care. Really? 10 buckets. Is that your truck? Well, yeah. How's your uh, rating with the uh, Ministry of Transport? You know, have you been pulled over for uh, overweights and stuff like that? Now, I know here in Ontario, there's a lot of stuff going on right now with uh, trucker protests and, and there's axle weight restrictions and it's a big problem. And there's a lot of trucks driving around out there that are overloaded. There's the overload aspect, which we don't want to do. What about the underloading aspect? Yep. You know, well, I never underload them. And, you know, how do you know? Um, you know, if you're loading really dry, light topsoil, maybe you can squeeze another half a bucket and pound it into the back of that truck. That's when customers really say, oh, well, what, what do I care? I don't want them slowing down to make sure they get the right, you know, exact payload in the truck. Okay, fair enough. But what if you just turn the payload on in the morning and then at the end of the day, you shut the payload off and you know exactly how much material you move that day. And they kind of, customer's eyes kind of light up and they're, oh, we can do that? Yeah, absolutely. You can do that. Or what happens? You're on a job site and you get into an area where there's buried stuff. Course, yeah. Not talking nuclear waste here, but <laughs> you know, you're in a farm site and, and cleaning up around the barn and then there's an old oil spill mm -hmm. dump. That's been there for 80 years, 100 years. And you got to clean that out. Oh, you can define that area. You can dig that out. Use your payload. And you know exactly how many tons of material you just pulled out of that hole. Is that a powerful thing for a customer? Mm. Maybe a dumb analogy, but I always use it. And you know, when I'm talking to a customer and they start pushing back on technology, I take a look and I look over and I see what they're driving. I said, man, that's a nice pickup you got over there. Oh yeah, that's my new truck. You know, oh, it's <laughs> sunroof and you know, does that thing got cruise control? Oh yeah, man, it's got adaptive cruise control. It's it's awesome. I said, oh yeah, do you use it every day? Well, no, if I'm in the city or I'm doing this, I'm not using that. But when I need it, it's, it's nice to have. I said, it's kind of like payload. We always got a giggle out of it. And they, yeah, okay. And I said, hey, you know what? It's in the machine. If you use it, you use it. If you don't, you don't. But if you need it, it's there. I've put a lot of guys in the seat and uh, they can't believe how, how simple it is. The first thing they want to do is get a bucket, lift up and kind of stop and wait for it to weigh it. And I said, don't, <laughs> you don't have to do that. No, you run it like normal and it'll ding and you'll hear the ding and you know you got good weight. It's just automatic. It's pretty awesome. Have you had a chance to look at the, the lift assist functionality? Yeah, that's another great one. And it kind of ties to the payload. And mm -hmm. you know, I've got, to, I've got to lift this pipe. Can I lift this pipe? And can I set it down in that trench and stretch out? You got to be an engineer to figure out the calculations. Like who the heck yep. can do that? <laughs> well, with lift assist, you turn it on and it's actually telling you when you're going to be in trouble or danger of maybe, you know, tipping the machine. So as you reach out or reach in, the colors like a change it right from green to red. Colors change and there's arrows on there that tell you, you know, don't go that way, go this way, right? So it's a really awesome feature. Kind of dovetails off a payload and then it kind of goes into the safety features of, you know, the e-fences. E-fences, that's technology. another great feature to have. If I'm not mistaken, it allows you to define like a roof, a wall Floor. in front of you. 
Yeah, if you say you're working uh, on beside a live lane of traffic on a road job, and there's a lot of stuff going on, right? And, and, and we rely on the operator to, to make sure they don't make any wrong moves. With an e-fence system, you don't have to worry about sticking that bucket out and clipping a car or a truck or a, or a person. And it stopped the machine movement when you're at the limit itself, right? That's right, automatically stops it and you cannot power through it. Working under power lines, you know, working inside of a building, you don't want to reach up and hit the, hit the roof structure or whatever. It's not that an operator's not aware. Operators are aware of what's going on around them. It's a safety backup. And I was talking to a, a veteran operator when, when this technology first came out and he was kind of on the fence about it. Yeah. I don't know if I'd ever use it. And I said, have you ever hit a set of wires? And he kind of mm -hmm. smiled and he, and he kind of smirked and he put his head down. He said, well, yeah. <laughs> and also here in Quebec, Brian, <laughs> if you don't have that e-fence capability on your machine, you don't get the contracts. So oh, there you go. So it's have, legislated. Yeah. There's some areas in Newfoundland that are like that too. I know Newfoundland Hydro. You, you talk to operators and, and you kind of explain how it works and they, and they say, you know what, I can see where at the end of a day, it's been a long day, it's been a, maybe a long week and you're looking up and you know, you got to push through that last couple hours yeah. and all of a sudden the foreman or the grade person yells at you for something and you what? You pull on the stick and boom, you're into the wires. It can happen. It happens to the best. I've seen There's so much stuff to look at when you're operating an excavator. Absolutely. You know, and, and then there's the fatigue issue. Having yeah. that there with that sense of peace of mind that I know I'm not going to hit those wires. I had an yeah. operator took the front off of one of our cabs one time, and I tell you, I wasn't very happy with them. Training operators, you can set up cab avoidance. They cannot, yeah. under yeah. no circumstances, can they hit the cab with the bucket or the work tool. You talked about the safety aspect in Quebec with, yeah. with yeah. you know, government contracts. You know, there's insurance app implications. This is something that you can talk to your insurance company over as well. You get savings in your car insurance if you drive like a, a very careful person. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a functionality in the next gen excavators that we call grade assist. Yeah, it protects you from going below grade and it also fills the bucket automatically. Yeah. But for someone who's got to get to got to get to grade and hasn't got that yep. deep experience level of being able to carry grade, assist is going to get them there really quickly. Mm -hmm. But what about if you're down deep and you you can't really see the bottom of the bucket? Yeah. Or if you're underwater. There's a lot of customers that do stuff underwater. You can put the assist on and boom, there you go. It costs a lot of money to fill back up again. You're just wasting money. You're burning money. You know, Patrice, you've been around since uh, technology was kind of in its infancy stage. Yeah. What do you see out there from customers? You know, I've noticed in the past and these days that the young fellas, they really jump into it. They love technology. They want to use it. The older operators, they seem to be like less interested because they've been grading for like 35 years. Yeah, they take a little more convincing, right? They're not the iPad generation. I always find it kind of more of more fun to convert a, an older operator let's say because young guys yeah they're going to jump on it they're like oh yeah technology i love this blah, blah, blah. the older ones they look at it as well i know how to operate i'm i'm a professional why, why would i why use would it i've I been use... doing that this way for like 35 years why do i need this crutch and and, and, and you know what brian i've noticed that the, with the older operators you have to basically take the time and 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 go on job sites several times to teach them and show them that technology is easy to use yeah uh, you know what? I went on a site one time and, and it, was a, it was an older gentleman and he kicked the door open. He says, I'm telling you right now, I don't know a damn thing about GPS satellites. I stopped. It kind of <laughs> kind of threw me a little bit. I stopped and I, I stood there and I looked up at the sky for probably, you know, five, ten seconds. And he finally goes, what the hell are you doing? And I said, well, I don't know because I don't know anything about GPS satellites either. But I know about grade control on this machine and 
if you're interested, I can show you a little bit about it. We don't have to know anything about satellites. They're just way up in the sky going around mm -hmm. a million miles an hour. Nobody really knows. <laughs> And we laughed. Well, you know, I, I'm not good with computers. I said, yeah, no. Me, Neither do I. Me either. I said, can, <laughs> let me ask you this. I said, have you got a remote control for your television at home? Yeah, I can get my way through that okay. I said, but then you're probably already overqualified on how to run this system. Within an hour or two, this guy's got a smile on his face. And he's like, holy crap. I never thought I'd ever have anything like this. He goes, I might stay on for another five or 10 years. He was excited. He was like a little kid. Yeah. To me, that's success, right? You know, you've got someone who's into the technology. And they're like, this is awesome. The young guys is awesome too. But when you convert yeah. a, a really seasoned operator and they see the advantages of what this can do for them, make them more efficient, make their company more money, you know, it's incredible. Yeah. What about camera systems? You know, we've 360 got, cameras, yes. 360 degree bird's eye view camera uh, uh, capabilities in a lot of our machines now. And, you know, from a safety aspect, the operator knows exactly what's around that machine. It's it's unbelievable, and these these the views you get out of these displays it's it's high def. It's it's amazing. Back in my day, you looked over your shoulder and you hoped you weren't driving over someone. Yeah. Thank goodness that never happened. But yeah, there was close calls. You know, people get into places where they're not supposed to be, mm -hmm. and unfortunately, in our industry, there's tragedies that happen, and, and it's not because somebody you know, actively thinks I'm going to get in behind that machine. They're not thinking about getting in behind that machine. They're thinking about something else. And they, yeah. you know, I've known guys that have had incidents and it, it messes you up for the rest of mm -hmm. your life, you know? So Definitely. the safety features that we have now, the 360 cameras, it's really incredible. Yeah. How much have things improved in the last 20, 30 years? Look at your, look at your pickup truck versus what you drove 20 years ago. Now, okay, maybe Patrice, you weren't driving 20 years ago. You were still on, <laughs> on your bicycle, but you know, I was driving 20 years ago and I'll tell you, my pickup truck, it had wind up windows, not power windows. And it had an AM FM radio. That was it. You know, now you got satellite, you got navigation systems, you got power heated seats, and it's gone into the into the heavy equipment too. It's an office. Think about it that way. You're mm -hmm. an operator. You're spending eight to 10 hours in an office. You want to be comfortable. And I'll tell you, yeah. the cabs today, they are something. Yeah. But I'll tell you, Patrice, I get reports. Honestly, our customers are using the suites of technologies in our machine about 20% of the time. That's it. Okay. You got two ends of the spectrum here. You've got the companies that yeah. have embraced technology. They're at the poker table. They've got all their chips and they're all in. Yeah. Let's go. And then you got the people over here who are like, woohoo, no way, man. That's just scary stuff. And, and these guys will probably miss the boat, Brian. 16, 17 years ago, I got my first BlackBerry. The office manager could send me an email on my BlackBerry with the change order in the field. Mm -hmm. I'd call the engineer right away and talk about the change order. And they were kind of surprised. How'd you know about that? I just sent that 20 minutes yeah. ago. I adapted because yep. I had to. Business is business, but margins are tight. It's very competitive out there. You always have to do more with less. Exactly. And, yep. and then what yep. about the operator pool? Not too many of them. No, but it pays well. You can make a lot of money running equipment and there's a lot of people don't want to do it anymore. It's not an easy job. It's a tough job. Yep. But I think back yep. to when I started to now, man, if I could run one of these machines, it's a lot nicer machine. And I strongly believe that technology will, will help the contractor to retain operators. Oh yeah, absolutely. If you're an operator and you're running the latest and greatest machine with the latest and greatest technology and you're looked upon as a very valuable member of the yeah, team yeah, who yeah. is quarterbacking the job site, wouldn't you want to be a part of that that company versus oh, yeah. some guy that's on a machine where the air conditioning doesn't work, the windows are broken out of it, the smoke coming into the cab, you got no technology. Waiting for the surveyor to go by and check grade. Exactly. I wouldn't want to work there. I'd want the new stuff. That's my hope is that people open themselves up and embrace technology. Give it a shot. Yeah, yeah definitely. Dip your toe. It won't bite you. I can guarantee it.
you get into it, you are never going back. No. And the thing I love is you watch an operator get into it and they start telling you how they use the technology to solve a problem that came up on the job site. How are we going to do this? And the guy goes, I know how to do that. We can do this, 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 and this, and boom. And everybody's like, wow, that's where it gets really cool and really exciting. And as a supplier, we do have uh, people that goes out on job site and help operator to learn and to master technologies. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's uh, kind of your key role, isn't it, Patrice? Aren't you that guy? Yes, it is. And it's exciting, right? When you see a guy's eyes pop open and go, wow. This morning, right, the end conversation I had with the customer is that he couldn't work without great control and payload anymore. I think I still got 10 years left in me and and I'm pretty excited to see where we're at in five to 10 years because I know where we've been in the last five to 10 years. It's leaps and bounds. It's unbelievable how this stuff changes. We have self-driving cars now. You know, we have autonomous mining equipment out there. We have the ability to do remote control operating so we don't put operators into into bad positions, into into dangerous situations. What's the next step? Full autonomy. You know, Patrice, when you when you start thinking about technology and in, in, in equipment and in your mind what's what's the easiest way to do that Where, how do you get an operator on board just have everybody sit in the machine and and use it so you got to remove the fear right take Definitely. the fear out of it it's yeah. unvaluable data that you yeah. have right yeah. at your fingertips so i guess we've we've kind of kicked around technology here pretty good patrice it's been a lot of fun chatting with you and yeah. it's been a long time since i've seen you face to face you know we've had this uh little pandemic thing i don't know if you've watched the news what are you talking about Brian? yeah there's been this like <laughs> pandemic thing going on so i look forward to seeing you in person sometime bud but uh, this was a lot of fun uh, thanks for inviting me thanks for your time brian and we'll talk soon thanks for listening to this episode of the building tomorrow podcast we hope you enjoyed it please be sure to subscribe so that you can join us again for more info and tips from our specialists check out our website and the building tomorrow blog See you next month.